0: Bobby Maximus and Joe Sabula, And we are here to talk about something super important today. We are going to get right down to business. There's a bunch of people out there who have failed in their goals. They let their dreams just pass them by. They sit around complaining. They sit around whining. They'll make any excuse you can imagine to explain their failure. And then they look at successful people and And they say that they had good genetics or they had rich parents or they had some secret that they didn't know that the world is conspiring against them. And it's not that they weren't willing to work hard. It's not that they weren't willing to do hard things. It's that there's this mysterious force, the they of the world or the them that are somehow holding them back. And today we want to talk about the fact that If you're not where you want to be, if you're overweight, if you're broke, if you're fat, if you're lazy, all the negative things that could possibly happen to a human being, chances are, I was going to say 100, but it's at least, Joe, (laughs) Ninety nine point nine percent your fault. <laughs> at the very answer, least. There might be something bad that went your way, right? You were in a horrible car accident. You got paralyzed from the neck down. Uh, you know the 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 economy really really tanked, and you were just an absolute victim. But that's a rare scenario. Like chances are, if you look at yourself in the mirror, you take a really hard long look. And you don't like where you are in life. And we're going to cover a bunch of different scenarios for you. Chances are, again, 99.9% that it's your fault.
1: Yeah. And that's it. Well, And, and like you mentioned, it's not enough that you didn't achieve your goal. You have to actually denigrate what other people have achieved. You have to yeah. accuse them of taking shortcuts, accuse them of not doing the same hard work. It's like, it's not enough for you to fail. You got to make sure that everybody else has kind of failed too.
0: Yeah. The reason, the reason LeBron James is good at basketball, it's not, it's not because he's practiced 1,000 hours a year for 29 years of his life. And that's what you're <laughs> looking at, Joe. Maybe yeah. 30 years of his life, he's been doing 1,000 hours a year of basketball. That's not the reason he's good. It was because he just happened to be born tall.
1: He happened to get,
0: you know, God gave him a genetic gift to be good at basketball. Like it, it takes away the hard work from everybody. And you see it in fitness the most. And that's our area of expertise, frankly. Mm -hmm. But when somebody's fit, when somebody has a six pack, when somebody has a, you just hear people start to talk, they have good genetics or they're on steroids. That's like go to that person has to be on steroids. Why do you think they're on steroids? Well, because I work hard and I don't I don't look like that. Meanwhile, your definition of hard work is showing up at the gym. What do these Mike Mentzer kids say these days? And, and listen, I, I I wanna I wanna say this, Joe. I have nothing but respect for what Mike Menser did. I've got nothing negative to say about him, but there's this whole philosophy that I see kids on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube Shorts Take On. And it's almost as if, hey, man, all you need to do is three sessions a week or four sessions a week for mm-hmm. 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And that's the way to unlock your fitness dreams. That intensity is more important than duration. That, hey, man, you better not train an hour a day because you are definitely going to overtrain.
1: Yeah, God, and and you and I, and I'm not trying to age ourselves at all here, but we've been around long enough that we've seen that pendulum swing. We've seen people say, no, the problem is you're not doing enough volume. And then all of a sudden, no, the problem is you're doing too much volume. You're not doing enough intensity. Well, now you're doing too much intensity. You're not doing enough volume again.
0: But here's here's (laughs) the thing I want to say. They're taking out of context what Mike Mentzer meant. Yeah. Mike Mentzer is saying less is more but with what I'll call sky high, frankly, an intensity that most people can't understand. Like when Mike Benz was saying, you go into the gym for 30 minutes, he's not talking about what you're doing, where you swipe your membership card, you get on the elliptical for 10 and 15 minutes, you watch your sports center, you get off, you do a couple of sets of 10 and you go home. Mm -hmm. That's not what that man's talking about. His idea of a 30 minute workout you're not capable of doing. Frankly, you're not fit enough to even manufacture that kind of intensity. I'll give you an example with the workout that we do all the time, Joe, the Holy Trinity. Yeah. Yes. You can get fit working out 30 minutes a day using the Holy Trinity. What's the Holy Trinity you ask? Cause you're new here. It's 30 minutes of max reps, pull-ups, dips, and push-ups. So basically what you do, you have a pull-up bar, you have a dip bar, you have a push-up bar, and you go as hard as you can for 30 minutes and accumulate maximum reps. That's a great workout and that's all you will ever need to do again in your life for upper body if Mm -hmm. you get 200 reps of pull-ups, 200 reps of dips, and 200 reps of push-ups in 30 minutes. But you don't just get dropped in that scenario. You don't just wake up after not working out for 10 years and sitting on your couch and watching whatever streaming service you watch and you're <laughs> able to get all these reps. You might get one, you might get two, you might get three of each. Yeah, and Joe, I know a lot of men out there, growing men that can't do one proper pull-up. Well, I'm sorry, that 30-minute workout's not going to work for you.
1: Yeah, you've got other and, things you got to work on.
0: And presumably, to make that 30 minutes worthwhile, you had to spend a bunch of years working out to get there. Maybe running's mm-hmm. a better example for people that they understand. If you can run a five-minute mile, you can work out five minutes a day and maintain a huge level of fitness. Yeah. But you didn't just wake up with the ability to run a five-minute mile. You had to put in years and years of 75 miles a week, 80 miles a week, 90 miles a week, 100 miles a week to build that ability up.
1: Yeah, and I think take it, take it back to what we were saying earlier. People have this disconnect between like what they think hard work is and what hard work really is. If I write a program and say I, 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 I have a, a running day on there and it's like you're going to go run two miles at a six minute mile pace. And I give that program to the average person who can't even run a 15 minute mile, they're gonna say, this is impossible, you're on juice. Anybody who can do this program is somehow cheating. This isn't for me. And it's like, what you're forgetting is that what's in the program is the the expectation, that's the goal, that's where I'm setting the bar that you are to raise your fitness level to. So you're gonna have to go run your two miles at your 15 minute pace, and then you're gonna have to run it at a 14.50, and then a 14.30, and then a 14, and a 12, and you're gonna have to put in years of training to get your splits down to the point where you can even complete what's written on there. Now all of a sudden it's attainable, right?
0: But But I want it in three weeks, Joe
1: can't have it sorry
0: can can't i just find my, That's my answer can i call the number and put in my credit card and do it for three easy payments of 9.99 this
1: is this is the attitude I, I used to get this is can can we just switch heads All right. you know how to train so let's just put your head on my body you train my body up until it looks real good and then we'll just switch heads back
0: yeah no thanks <laughs>
1: nah, no no cuz you're going to destroy
0: my body in the process and right. the minute you switch back, you're going to go to shit. Yeah. That's the reality. Like there's no way around it. But Joe, you know, what we're really getting at, and we use exercise as a tool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the reason I use exercise as a tool, because it's a great equalizer. Every single person can get fit. You know, I talk about this in my book, Maximus Body. It was a bestseller. Men's Health put it out. But here's the deal. Exercise is the only area of your life that you have complete 100% under control. You could be a great driver, Joe. You can have the five-star rating from State Farm or or the insurance with that little Australian lizard. Like you are just, you, you stop at every stop sign. You stop at every red light. You look both ways. You're the person with both hands on the wheel and you're checking your blind spots every 10 seconds and you're perfect. And you're just sitting at a red light and some kid on his phone while he's driving rear-ends you from behind, your perfect driving record's taken away from you. That's not your yep. fault. Yep. You can be a perfect husband. You can buy your wife flowers every day. You can work your ass off to make sure she has everything she needs. You can write her love letters every day. You can tend to her every need, and she can cheat on you. Yeah. You can run a great business, and the city can come and put some regulation in place that just – destroys all your profits not your fault those things happen there is stuff in this world that's 100 beyond your control that, that you frankly you are a victim and i do feel bad for you when those things happen but i hate to break it to you exercise ain't one of them yeah. every single person on this planet now maybe you won't be world-class Maybe you're not walking around with a deadlift like Eddie Hall. Maybe you're not able to <laughs> swim like Michael Phelps can swim in a pool. Maybe you're not dunking a ball like LeBron James. But I promise you, if you show up in the gym every day, if you eat right, if you put some effort into stress management and sleep, you will be better tomorrow than you are today. Yeah, You'll be better yeah. March 1st than you are now. You'll be better April 1st, May 1st. You'll be better in 2029 than you are in 2024. Like that's just a fact, Joe. You have well. Camp- there, there, there's another oh. angle to
1: that too, because take take Michael Phelps. If Michael Phelps and I are going to have a swimming contest, who's going to win? I mean, I'm, Michael I'm, Phelps. I'm saying, all him. right. If I train every day for six hours for three years, I might still lose to Michael yep. Phelps, but I bet I can out deadlift him. Yeah. So there gets to be a point where maybe I can't beat the best at their best, but I can beat a really good athlete at something I'm really good at.
0: Absolutely. And the beauty of the gym too, Joe, is there's something for everybody. Exactly. And and
1: everybody is unique and everybody does have strengths and particular weaknesses. And there are going to be some things that you are just naturally gifted for. The gym is a great place to find out what those things are.
0: you're tall and you're heavier, you're going to be a great rower. You're going to be great Mm -hmm. on the sphere, right? If you're short with long arms, you're gonna be great at the deadlift. If you're short with short little T-Rex arms, you're gonna be great at the bench press. Like there's something for everybody. If you're 140 pounds, the body weight exercises are your friends. You're Mm -hmm. gonna crush pull-ups and dips and push-ups all day. Yep. Like there's something for everybody, Joe. But it's all predicated and back to the, I guess the topic of this podcast, it's all predicated on one thing. And it's doing hard stuff. Too many people take the easy way out and then they sit there on their couch and they complain how nothing is their fault. And it's simply, Joe, they're not willing to do the work that other people are doing. You know who else got lucky? I was reading an article about Mm. it this morning. Jeff Bezos. Amazon was complete luck.
1: Yeah, it had nothing yeah.
0: to do with the fact he didn't take a weekend off in his life <laughs> for two decades. It had nothing to do that he was grinding and sacrificing. You know what it had to do with? That his parents had a little bit of money in the first Amazon office. It was allowed to be in their garage. That's the only reason <laughs> that Amazon is successful.
1: You just woke was, up a billionaire one day. No totally idea where it came rock. from. His
0: parents gave him $50,000 to start Amazon. That's it. It had nothing to do with hard work. Right. And that's but that's unfortunately that's the world we live in.
1: Yeah. He
0: was lucky. He was given to as if it just happens for people. Well so, so
1: we, we we've established that attitude. We've established the reality, I think, that 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 people can't really fathom like what it takes to get to that next level. Right. Yep. How do you know if you're going to the gym and you're following a program, how do you know if you're pushing yourself. How do you know if you're in that zone where change is going to occur versus just showing up and chewing gum all day?
0: I mean, there's an easy way. Take a look in the damn mirror. Like if you're you're showing up every day and you're not making a change, you ain't working hard enough. Something's up, Joe. Like I actually have someone in my gym right now. Said, how's your eating? Eating's great. I'm like, it doesn't look so great. Of course, I've hurt their feelings, but like, what do you mean by that? I'm like, you plateaued.
1: Mm-hmm. You're
0: still overweight. You haven't lost weight in three months. Eating cannot be that great. I see you show up every day. I mm-hmm. see you work hard. I put you through hard workouts. Your eating cannot be that great. And they looked me in the eye and said, yeah, you're probably right. So not probably, I am right 100%. Yeah. Like Joe, it's pretty simple. The mirror doesn't lie. If you're yep. showing up to the gym every day and you're putting in real hard work, there should be a change, but there's also stuff that comes along with that, right? Like it can be fun, but you shouldn't be comfortable. There should be right. some suffering. It should be at times you have butterflies because you don't know if you can actually make it through the thing. And I'll tell you, I can tell, uh, what's, the, what's the movie with Jake uh, uh, Hall, The Boxer, paw? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know his workout program. I don't know what he ate, but man, that man takes his shirt off in that movie. And I can tell you, he put in some hard work. You watch how he moves around that boxing ring. I don't yes. know who the boxing coaches were. I don't know what he was doing, but he put in some hard work and lo and behold, I actually do know what he was doing. Because there's been interviews about it. There's been stories leaked about it. Blah, 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 blah. Well, do do tell, Bobby. The man was training like a professional boxer.
1: hmm He was Go putting figure. six
0: hours a day doing two a day. He was training like he was training for a world championship fight. It's that simple. That's why he looked good. He didn't just wake up looking like that. But right. it comes back to the thing, Joe. You got to do hard things. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so here's the deal. Stop looking for hacks. Stop looking for shortcuts. Well, let's, let's, let's go
1: back to the the fact that we have control of the gym, right? The gym is the place that is, it is the great equalizer. The gym is for every body. And I don't care if you're missing arms and legs. If you've got whatever condition going on, you can take where you're at today and you can improve it through training. That is just a reality of, of what it means to be a human. But if you're in the gym and you're not failing, If you're in a gym and you are not on the verge of failure constantly, if you're not finding weaknesses, what are you doing there? You're just showing up and doing things you're already good at. You're showing up like like a a simple, you know, four sets of 10 on a bicep curl. And if if you finish every single rep with perfect form, you are not pushing hard enough. You've got to get to the point where you fail. And I want to take it outside the gym because we said like the, the big thing, especially with transformation is nutrition. Have you failed? Have you tried some things that were difficult? Have you tried not snacking and then found out, you know what? I actually find myself snacking. Why? What, like there's a weakness there. Have you failed at some of these attempts and what can you learn from those failures? That's what training really is. And we can learn to do that in a gym setting because it's, it's palpable. It's right there in front of your face. You either lifted that weight or you did not. Again, I'm trying to follow this this 90-10 diet and I'm not seeing change. Why? What's the weak point? Why can't you stick to this? What is holding you back? Can you address that? And if you can, trying again and being able to get back up on the horse and trudging through and being patient and being consistent. It all comes from what we do in the gym, but we have to apply it to the things outside the gym as well.
0: So even even without the gym though cuz I I thought Joe and those are great points but I thought you were going to go a completely different angle. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to start talking about life and stuff like that. But you brought up diet. There's another guy I know at my gym that complains that he's hungry all the time. Complains that he can't stop eating cheese. He can't stop eating bread. I said, "Well, do you like do you like meat?" "Yeah, I like meat, but I get bored of it." "Sorry you get bored." What's worse, being bored or being fat? Pick one. Mhm. Do you like sashimi? I love sashimi. Why don't you just eat sashimi? And for people that don't know what it is, it's just raw fish. It's sushi, but without the rice. He goes, but I'm so hungry after. I can't stand it. What's wrong with being a little bit hungry? Like you said, you wanted to be shredded. What is hungry Mm -hmm. being hard? Like nine o'clock hits at night and it's a little bit hard and you're a little bit uncomfortable. You can't help yourself. Like that to me is mental weakness. Actually, I shouldn't even say mental weakness because that's just being judgmental. You just don't want it bad enough.
1: You know what this this it's reminds me hard. of? Your, 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 your buddy, Michael Easter, because he wrote that book, and I, I can't think of the name of it, uh, The Comfort Crisis. Yep. Right? And the whole notion that he's getting at is that life is so comfortable that we are completely incapable of dealing with discomfort, and there is a, a, basically a movement. There are people out there who go out and seek discomfort, They seek things outside of their normal realm so that they can get used to dealing with adversity. And when you think about, you know, the the problems we face as a society, as a country, the problems we face as human beings on the
0: world, a lot of it just has to do with the fact that people cannot deal with the slightest bit of discomfort. Slightest, Joe. So back to the sashimi thing. There's a place by my house called Mint. I love it. They make incredible sashimi and this is the place we were talking about this gentleman I was talking to that's hungry after the sashimi. If you can go out for a $60 meal or a $70 meal at the drop of a hat, you're not suffering. Mm-hmm. Your life's not that bad. Like grow up. Yeah, That's just the reality. But you know what? You're worried that you're a little bit hungry after. You're a little bit uncomfortable. Oh, does your little, like I'm talking to my four-year-old. Does your does your belly hurt? Does it? Does your belly? Hurt the it is exactly
1: fat? that, though. Do
0: but like I some, want a treat. Can't I have a treat, Coach you Bobby? Crackers, like, like literally, people don't want to do the hard thing, Joe. And by the way, we've talked about exercise, but this applies to your damn marriage too. If yeah. you're watching this and you have a bad marriage, and you don't know what to do, and you're sitting there complaining, and you're saying that you're my wife's ungrateful. My husband's ungrateful. My wife doesn't treat me well. Blah, 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 blah. When's the last time you bought her flowers? When's the last time you picked your husband up, his favorite food at the grocery store or a magazine you know he likes or whatever his hobby is because you hate his hobby and you run him down for it every two seconds because he likes Dungeons and Dragons or Magic (laughs) Gathering or he just wants to play video games at the end of the day for 10 minutes and you got to run them down. When's the last time you bought him that? Well, yeah. now you, the course of people that say, well, that costs money. We're on a budget. I can't afford flowers every day. I can't afford a video game. Cool. When's the last time you wrote them a note? Yeah. When's the last time you left a note under the pillow? When's the last time you left early in the morning to go to your job and you left your spouse a note on the kitchen counter that just said, grateful AF for you. How much effort does that take? In fact, I'll prove a point right now, Joe. So my wife texted me. she at the grocery store. And she just, just a simple ask. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm headed to Harmon's, the local grocery store. Do you need anything? How much effort do you think that took her? To just send Two that text. Now, to send a needed, text. Yeah. Whether I needed anything or not, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. The fact she asked, it means a lot to me. So I'm just going to send something back. Do me a favor. Do you have a phone by you? Yeah. Okay, I want you to time this. You tell me okay. when to go. We have three, two, one, go. All
1: right, three. Oh, no, hang on, hang on. I got to start the time. I got to get my my stopwatch out. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one, go.
0: Go. Really appreciate you. Okay, stop. <laughs> that was
1: less than 15 seconds.
0: Okay, so so here's what I wrote. Really appreciate you asking if I need anything. Means a lot to me. You're the best. How much effort was that again? Just Just hold up here. How much effort was that? I'm not talking about, oh my God, I had to send a text message. It was so hard. In the <laughs> real world, real time, factual data, science, temporal anomalies, like wormholes, whatever the fuck you're talking about. How long did that take, Joe?
1: That was less than 15 seconds. I'd have to go frame by frame because I had the the counter was on screen. I could tell you exactly, but... So here's the deal. 14.3 seconds.
0: You claim to be invested in your marriage. You claim that it's important to you. You make all kinds of excuses about why you're not where you want to be. But you can't spend 15 seconds to send a message.
1: Hey, really? Bobby, qu- like, question for you along these lines. If there's something that you want to get good at, how often should you practice? Once a week, once a month
0: i'm i'm gonna I'm I'm say if you want to get good at it and i'm thinking of jujitsu i mean man if you just if you just show up once a month and then the rest of the time you see red and get real angry you're good to know. <laughs> is that the is that the right answer
1: <laughs> every day right if you want to get good at something you should do it every day if you want to learn to speak french you should practice every day if you want to learn to play the guitar practice every day. You want to learn to dance? Go take lessons, practice every day. That's how you're going to get good at stuff. You want your marriage to improve? You can't just check in once a month and expect that things are going to change. You've got to put effort into it.
0: So I have a stat for you, Joe. Sure. If you spend 18 minutes a day doing anything, Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering, the Drake Uncharted video game series, gardening, working out, Playing the piano, your love, playing the guitar. Mm -hmm. If you spend 18 minutes a day for a year, you will be better than 95% of people on the planet. It's a real stat. You can look it up. You will be better than 95% of people on the planet at that given task. 18 minutes a day.
1: Just, so I just in my mind, I just came up with the most intense workout routine. It takes eighteen minutes.
0: <laughs> that's it, eighteen minutes a day, Joe. That's it. And you mean to tell me you can't put in eighteen minutes a day? Mm-hmm. It's because you don't like doing anything hard. It's what you said that comfort crisis book. You well, love, yeah, but but you you,
1: you know haven't people. missed uh, an episode of the boys on Amazon. You know you haven't. You've seen uh, Game of Thrones twice in its entirety, but you can't put. 18 minutes of work into your own fitness. 18
0: minutes into working out. You can't put 18 minutes into food prep. You can't put 15 seconds into a text message. Mm -hmm. You're sitting there crying how your friendship with your high school or college best buddy has fallen apart and how you miss them and how you wish you were closer and he doesn't put any effort in at all. But it's too much work for you to pick this thing up. And send them a fifteen-second text message.
1: Yeah, it's just so much easier to tag them in funny memes on social media. That's it.
0: Like, like Joe, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just so sick and tired of of people. And it's this whole man. I'm, I'm gonna throw my demographic right under the bus right now. <laughs> but it's middle-aged white dudes. Mm-hmm. It's middle-aged white dudes that are more angry that Taylor Swift is on their TV (laughs) for literally because the New York times did the math on this for 24 seconds out of a four hour football game. They're angrier at that and how Taylor Swift is ruining their football experience. All 24 seconds. You see her for a four hour game. Again, you're angrier over that than the 30 pound gut that hangs over your belt. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and the, the other visual I have are the people who are sending death threats to judges and lawyers and some yeah. of these high
0: profile cases. You got time to do that. <laughs> you're angry because you're villainizing Donald Trump. You're angry because they're forcing you to do something you don't want to do. You're angry because you like, but again, you have a 30 pound gut that hangs over your belt because you refuse to do anything. And it's always the same guy, Joe. It's yeah. that guy with the, with the lion t-shirt, or I'm the wolf among the sheep.
1: <laughs> Thanks, <Right>? bro.
0: <laughs> he, owns, he owns all kinds of guns, because you can yep. buy a gun, that's easy. Mm-hmm. You can go to the store, you can swipe your credit card and just buy a gun. It actually takes work to get in shape.
1: Yeah,
0: And there's nothing I love more than when a guy who's 50 pounds overweight, whose blood pressure is through the roof, and who can't run up a flight of stairs without getting winded talks my ear off about how he needs to own an arsenal of weapons because the government is coming. Yeah. Because it's my right, it's your right to be fit too. And the last Mm -hmm. time I checked, you can't handle the most basic, simple aspect of self-defense. The most basic, simple aspect of being ready, of being prepared, like what do you think's gonna happen when when what's what's the thing called? I'm I'm not the brightest guy on the block, Joe. The the thing that's gonna get that, is it an emp that's gonna knock out the electrical grid? Is that yeah, what everyone's yeah. worried about the electromagnetic
1: days? pulse? Yeah, yeah, it's, the, the, it's, the golden uh, eye scenario.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be from a nuke or a solar flare. Yep. What are you gonna do with your whole bucket load of guns of AR-15s? <laughs> When you actually have to walk, Mm
1: -hmm. when
0: you can't just step into your pickup truck with a rattlesnake sticker on the back that don't tread on me and you can't drive. Like, what are you going to have to do when you have to walk?
1: And Yeah, when the the zombie apocalypse hits, you've got about, what, two weeks and then we're out of gas.
0: And then what are we going to (laughs) do? Like what, what, what really, Joe, my question is, what are you going to do when you actually yeah. have to walk more than a flight of stairs? Where well, you have to walk a mile mm-hmm. or you have to go chop some wood.
1: Yeah. Or, or heaven forbid, you got to run for your life and you're not the fastest person.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm being over the top on purpose Yeah, and I'm making fun of a whole bunch of people that probably don't deserve it and that's fine. But in context, here's what I'm saying. It's easy to go by a generator. It's easy to go buy a gun. It's easy to go buy those buckets of like pre-made food that last for fifty years. It's easy to have a a, a room in your basement that's mm-hmm. filled with your emergency preparedness supplies.
1: Yeah, and maybe maybe it's not even a bad idea to have that. So we're not saying oh, that. But I'm those not saying are easy bad. things. I'm not saying
0: it's bad to. You. you want to own guns. You want to own guns. You want to have your views. Mm-hmm. Whatever you know, whatever political views you have. But it's really too hard for you to get in shape. And honestly, Joe, when I listen to that person, same message coming from different people. That message coming from a fit person that is clearly putting in work. I have the ability to listen. I might not agree. Mm -hmm. I might agree fully. But I have the ability to listen.
1: Yeah, yeah. Think coming. about this now. If if we're talking about training, we're talking about somebody who's completely unfit and they decide they want to be fit. Do we just drop them right into the middle of a really intense program and just expect them to know their percentages, expect them to understand what hard work feels like? Like, no. obviously not. You've got to walk before you can run. You've got to take those basic steps and you have to learn how to train. And over time, your program has to rise up to become more challenging. So if you're in that position of, I don't know if I'm training hard, I don't like discomfort. Maybe the place to start, and I I love to give people actionable stuff, is to just pick one hard thing to do each day. And every time you do that, the things that you think are hard are gonna start becoming more and more easy. You're gonna have to do harder and harder stuff. So let's say you you, you like your, your swamp water over at the Maverick. You got your giant jug full of sugary carbonated soda. What if you what if you switch to apple juice instead? What if you filled that thing with water instead and just dealt with that instead of slamming all that sugar down your throat? That would be hard if this is something that you're up to day after day after day after day. That is a habit that needs to change. But that would be one hard thing to start. And when you get good at that, you pick something else. And maybe walking up the stairs is hard. Walk up the goddamn stairs.
0: Watch do it Every day it until it's
1: not hard anymore.
0: You're making you're making shit way too complicated. How about <laughs> you go for a fucking walk?
1: Yeah, again, how just about do you? something that's actually hard. Choose that thing and do it. There you go.
0: Literally, you take the remote control, you shut the TV off, and you get off your ass and go for a walk. Yeah. Like let's start there because it's funny that you bring up the workout program. No, we're not going to, we're professional coaches. No, we're not going to drop you in that workout program that's whatever. One rep max percentages, blah, 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 blah. But you know who wants that? The person that's 50 pounds overweight, because that's what you need to get in shape. The person that can't handle the simple task of getting off their fat ass and going for a walk. They want the most complicated thing, or they actually don't even want that. And again, it's our demographic. That middle aged white male. I don't need help. I'm a man. Nobody's <laughs> telling me how to work out. I'm the alpha. I'm the wolf amongst now the What sheep. do you know? I see I red. Bench press three plates in high school. What's what's that hoodie you're wearing? What, what, is that karate or something? It's jujitsu. <laughs> I don't need jujitsu in a street fight. I just see red. I black out. <laughs>
1: Joe, I'm serious. This is the stuff I hear. I know. I know. You have, I'm you have no idea. It, Listen, the, it's either, either laugh or cry. And I'm just, I got I to gotta laugh. I got to laugh you through it. You can
0: see the fight shorts behind me. I fought in the UFC multiple times. I appeared on season two and season 30 of The Ultimate Fighter. I won submission of the night in the UFC. I won a bunch of world master's titles in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I was second in the world for amateur kickboxing. You were there when I lost my championship fight, when I got mm-hmm. KO'd. And you have no idea. I mean, you're one of my very best friends and you have no idea how many times I've been out in public and some dude, some bro, some middle-aged lawyer, doctor, accountant who's 30 pounds overweight, who's had one too many drinks says that UFC stuff wouldn't work on me in the street. (laughs) I'm... You're right. I sure. no idea. I just I said no idea. I just have just spent the last 20 years training 20 hours a week. And you're right. If we were to if we were to throw down right now, you would starch me. You would teach me a lesson. You would see red and take me right out.
1: Yep. <laughs> I, mean, no, I would I would love to see this. I would love to see this like like old Kung Fu movie where a guy like Goes to the Shaolin Temple, you know, like thirty-six Chamber. He's got to go room to room. He's training. He's there for 10 years. He comes out. He's just, like, shredded. He's, like, he's killing people with his thoughts. And some dude just walks up and sucker punches him. Yeah. <laughs> came over. That's all I needed. But
0: this is I a just world saw world we live in, This is the world we live in. You know what happens to these guys? I'm going to tell you. They go to one jujitsu class, and it's too hard for them, and they go home. Yep. Or, exactly. Or... They make it to blue belt, which is a good year or two of training. Like they mm-hmm. get through their white belt and then they've arrived and they quit because it's hard.
1: Yeah. And this yeah. is
0: what I want to leave this podcast with. And it's what I call the middle aged man syndrome, Joe. You're lonely. You're miserable. Your marriage isn't what you want it to be. You're overweight. You're unhappy. So you go side questing. You start guitar. You do it for six months. And you're actually kind of committed. You're there three or four days a week at your lessons. But the minute it gets hard, the minute you stop seeing that incline of progress, you quit. And then you get into your next side quest, which is jujitsu. And you do that hard for six months. And everybody quits at Blue Belt because that's the point Progress slows down and you actually have to put in effort. So you quit that too. And then you're on to your next side quest, the sport, the craze, the fitness sensation that's sweeping the nation, pickleball. <laughs> I you knew it was going
1: to be pickleball.
0: <laughs> you buy your little rackets, you buy your little paddles, <laughs> you got your pickleball stats, and then you do six months of that. And then you go buy, and I'm going in the wrong order here. But then you buy a Peloton bike, mm-hmm. and you sign up for whosever class you're into, and then you do that hard for six months, and then your Peloton it's a glorified clothes hanger. And then you're on to the next thing, and you're on. And you know what the problem is? You're unwilling to deal with the root of the problem. You're unwilling to put in real hard work. You're unwilling to yeah. get uncomfortable. And so you just jump from easy side quest to easy side quest to easy side quest to easy side quest. And at the end of 10 years of doing this, you really don't have anything to show for it. You're still the same miserable, unhappy, lazy person that's unwilling to do some real hard work. You know why? Because I don't need therapy. I don't need someone telling me (laughs) to do
1: well, how about how about this? How about you've conditioned yourself never to complete anything you've started? Yeah, because you've initiated 30 side quests. As you said, I love this metaphor, but you haven't finished any of them. Your journal is like full of open quests and not a single completed. Check mark. You got no own, XP.
0: No pickleball paddles. You own a couple of guitars. You own a piano, an accordion. You own a couple of jujitsu geese. You know what I mean? Like, Joe, that's that's really the world we're living in. And so what we're saying is, if you're not happy, if you're miserable, if you don't know what you're going to do, just start doing something hard. And Mm -hmm. stick with it. Like, literally just do some hard things. And Joe, I'm tired of like this whole alpha mentality somewhere along the line masculinity got twisted yeah be a man what what does be a man mean you got to own some guns you got to put down some women (laughs) you got to complain about the government you got to yell at people you got to post some angry memes on the internet
1: no how basically you have to be a petulant child (laughs) that's what it means to be a man nowadays
0: Like Wine, complain, be
1: angry and bitter with no ability to manage your own emotions.
0: My favorite is, and I I think you saw the meme I put up, I'm never watching the NFL again for the 15th time in your life. (laughs) I don't like their woke commercials. I don't like Uh the Taylor Swift is on my...
1: Yeah, I'm never drinking Bud Light again and we're a year later and Kid Rock... Now you're right back
0: into Bud Light. (laughs) Because Bud Light actually sponsored the ufc i'm never watching a fight again
1: <laughs> but it's like it's what we said before right if you want to get good at something you got to do it every day and if every day you're initiating new little side quests and every day you're not finishing anything you're getting real good at not you know, finishing
0: true but that's proving my point joe you know what an alpha is to me hmm. keeping the promises you made to yourself keeping the promises you made to your family, being a good role model for your kids, doing the things that you don't really want to do that you know will give you a better life.
1: You know what it has? This this actually reminds me of a scene from one of my favorite movies, Rob Roy. The kids ask uh, Liam Neeson's character, what's honor? And he yep. says, it's the gift a man gives himself. That's it you got to maintain your honor. You must maintain integrity. And if you are a person in a position of power, you must wield that power with responsibility, just like Uncle Ben taught us.
0: You mean like the influencers online, Joe, that say something sensational? They say something for clicks? (laughs) They say something that's aggressive or it's misogynistic or homophobic or transphobic or whatever, but then they shut their comments off? Cause they're all about free speech till that door swings the other way. hmm like No honor. None like whatsoever. Accountability. Like it's the same thing. It's no honor. Like I can respect the person that says it with their chest and owns the, whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? But again, guys, it's, it's do something hard, make yourself uncomfortable. And I get it. It's not easy. It shouldn't be easy. If it was that easy, everybody would be playing in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It was that easy. Everyone would be in the NBA. Everyone would have an Olympic medal. Everyone would be fighting in the U. Joe, have you ever run the stats on how hard it is to make the UFC?
1: Um, no. But just, you know, back of a napkin kind of calculation. A lot of people try. And there's not that many people who actually get a contract.
0: So back back to our IC red. You don't know me. I black out. Okay, great. There's 8 billion people on this planet. Mm-hmm. In the history of the UFC, there's been about 3,000 fighters. Do you know how many people practice karate,
1: practice taekwondo,
0: <laughs> practice jiu-jitsu, practice kung fu, have done a There march are
1: order. millions and of at black some belts.
0: point in their life, and only three thousand people have ever got a ufc contract mm-hmm. why do you think that is because they just see like more red than the other person see?
1: <laughs> maybe red's the wrong color maybe you're supposed to see like maybe. chartreuse or something i don't know
0: maybe they, maybe they showed up to train on days they didn't want to. maybe rather than go to a bar on a friday night they slept in so they could train the next morning early.
1: Maybe, Maybe when things up. got hard, instead of giving up, they got going, as the yeah, old saying is. They didn't
0: is. quit. Like that's that's a simple rule to success, Joe. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. So listen, do something hard. If you're miserable, do something hard. If you're unhappy, do something hard. If you don't like where you are in life, make a list of the five hardest things about your job, about your career, about your marriage, and then systematically attack them, systematically address them one by one. Just watch how much stuff improves. Cause I get that it's easy to sit on the couch. I get that it's easy to watch another season of Game of Thrones or the Witcher or or ESPN, Mm -hmm. or whatever you're into. I get that it's easy. To listen to a Jocko Willing podcast, or it's easy to listen to a David Goggins rant. But y'all love what David Goggins says, you don't love what he does. Yeah. That's the difference. Like you love hearing the message, you don't love doing the work. So just do something hard and you'll be fine. I promise you, all your troubles will melt away. Hard work solves a lot. And that's it, Joe. So we will see you next time.
1: Cause you're the last of a dying breed.